My guest today is Senator Wendy Rogers of Arizona. First of all, she has a great sense of humor. On her Twitter this morning, it says, Good morning to everyone who knows how to stop the monkeypox. When you hear what Wendy Rogers is all about, you will wish we had more legislators like her in your state. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often too afraid to talk about. This is episode 206 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Friday, July 29th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their corporate vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman or vice versa. And I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to mention. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Our guest today is Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. She is a retired career Air Force pilot who has been endorsed by President Trump. Her platform is, first of all, protect life, secondly, to protect our guns, third, to ban sanctuary cities, fourth, to protect our border, fifth, to take care of our veterans, and sixth, to secure our elections. To add that all up, it means one thing, she is one of us. Ms. Rogers, I can't tell you how humbled and honored I am to have you come on the Doc Washburn Show today. How are you? Well, it's great to be with you, Doc. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, we're in the final stretches here of our Arizona primary, and uh, that concludes on Tuesday, August 2nd. So uh, it's been heated in, in all ways <laughs> over here in Arizona, uh, but it's my honor to serve. Um, I'm a, in a state senate of 30 senators, and as it stands now, of course, we simply have the one-vote majority, uh, 16 Republican, 14 Democrats. So it's been a real interesting year. Wow. Uh, I didn't plan on talking about the weather, but they tell me that Arizona is, it gets really hot, but it's a dry heat, so it's not as bad as the, uh, the humid heat in the, in the southeast. Can you, can you verify or dispel that notion? Well, it is a dry heat, but it's hotter than blazes, and so it depends on how you feel about an oven blast. Uh, <laughs> everything is too hot to touch. I'm not sure why we bought a vehicle with a black interior. I'm still wondering about that. Uh, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's very very hot. It's it's extremely um, challenging, demanding. I uh, knock a lot of doors. I represent Northern Arizona. And, of course, with redistricting and the redrawing of the lines, I now have acquired much of central and southern Arizona. And um, it's it's been a real uh, workout, as we say. Um, I use my bicycle a lot to uh, go door to door and a very old truck that's got nearly 400,000 miles on wow. it uh, to go out to the rural areas, much of which my district is. So it's my honor to serve um, and it's 
uh, it's really a turning point sort of um, crossroads that our state has come to. Yeah. Well, let me start off by asking you about election security. A lot of us watched Fox News on election night 2020 only to see them call your state, Arizona, for Biden very, very early with hardly any votes in. What did you think when you saw them do that? Well, I was also uh, at my own primary night, and I um, cover four counties that are not Maricopa County, which right. is where Phoenix is. So um, I was a little distracted with, with that, yeah. of course, my own situation. Uh, but when I saw that that had happened, uh, it was I was really uh, dismayed. And, of course, very quickly we knew something was wrong. Something was up. Yeah. Uh, Trump was up that night when we went to bed. And then, of course, uh, quote-unquote, lost the next day. Uh, my colleagues, bear in mind, I was not sworn in until January, but nonetheless, my my colleagues-to-be uh, got together and put a hearing on uh, in November just a few short weeks later where Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani came out to Arizona. I believe it was November 30th of 2020. And that is when the ball began to roll in terms of us wanting to dig in to find out uh, what the fraud and the corruption were. And so yeah. we started the Arizona audit um, a few weeks later, uh, searching for companies to do the audit. It's, it's an odd kind of task to, to ask a company to do. We had to find people with that kind of uh, forensic expertise, not just recounting the votes, which is what the uh, mainstream media would have you think. And so anyway, we, we set up in the Phoenix Coliseum. Uh, hundreds of volunteers were vetted. Uh, they could not uh, be known as to what their party was. They had to have voted in Maricopa County in that election to have had skin in the game. Uh, hired forensic experts. I was able to watch the whole process uh, by about the month of May. We uh, legislators were invited to uh, begin to really have eyes on. And so this was a fascinating uh, many months played out, very precise uh, forensic audit where they looked at the paper, the markings on the paper, whether or not it was uh, legitimate under microscopic uh, view, uh, and then, of course, camera images taken. I would do reports back, um, and, and it was impressive. Uh, coming from a military background, you know, we are all about chain of custody, of course. I was a Air Force pilot. I flew C-141 jet transports. I handled classified information as a pilot and as a staff officer. And so I knew what chain of custody was. And anyway, it's all to sort of summarize to tell the audience that this was never been done before, a forensic audit of 2.3 million ballots. So we uh, rolled out what the findings were. And by the way, many legislators from around the country came to visit, to watch, to see how it was done. Yeah. And I got to host so many uh, counterparts from across the country. So then we rolled out sort of a halfway point findings uh, hearing in the summer a year ago. And then uh, the full uh, rollout in September. And we felt really good about it. There were, there were many, uh, parameters of fraud and corruption, uh, enumerated, you know, no signatures on envelopes, uh, miscounting. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we put all this in a package, put a bow on it, and gave it to our 
Arizona Attorney General Brnovich, uh, whose nickname is Berno. So Berno had this package and never did anything with it, uh, which is completely frustrating, dismaying, wrong. Um, Here we, the Senate, uh, put up with lawsuit after lawsuit to get through this. Uh, We were thwarted at every turn, made fun of, and, you know, it's just a trying experience. And uh, he did nothing with it. Now, he's running for U.S. Senate, and we think his calculus was, oh, well, I don't want to upset the apple cart. I'm really, really summarizing a whole year here sure. for you, year sure. and a half. Yeah. And he didn't want to do anything about it and because that might, I mean, I'm presuming, speculating here, that he thought maybe it would hurt his chances for election or whatever. Well, now, how ironic is that? He's not going to win. Blake Masters is the uh, presumptive nominee. If all things go as they should, he's way ahead in the polls. He is the one who's been endorsed by President Trump to be our U.S. Senate nominee for the Republican Party here uh, come Tuesday. So Berno has done nothing. He has been weak and indecisive, and here we sit. So we still have now uh, legislatively been unable to get anything done virtually. We did get one bill passed that says you have to have ID to vote. Really? Oh my gosh. How sensational is that, right? Uh, but we did get that through. And, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice now has come after Arizona to try to, um, uh, nullify that. So everything we tried to do, both uh, forensically and then legislatively has been an uphill climb. And we've wow. done some, we've made some small progress, but here we sit now still with machines and, uh, what, 28 plus days of voting leading up to election day when we should have one day, uh, paper only, no machines. Yeah. And that's what I advocated for. I, uh, put in numerous bills, as did my colleagues, to try to get a lot of that done. And here we sit. Now, um, we're in a, in a, an election right now that has just a fabulous slate of Trump endorsed candidates, and we've got to get them elected so we can fix this. Amen. Absolutely. Um, for our listeners outside of Arizona, of course, Maricopa County is a county with Phoenix in it. Uh, and more than half the population of the state lives in Maricopa County. Uh, Attorney General Brnovich is a uh, Republican, I guess, in name only. Uh, and it's it had to be very frustrating that a Republican Attorney General looks at the results of your investigation. As you said, an audit is a whole different ball game than just recounting the votes. And my understanding is you came up with, as you said a, a few moments ago, all kinds of different um, pieces of evidence about uh, fraud, which uh, I, I think would clearly be enough uh, to show that Donald Trump, in fact, won the state of Arizona, not Joe Biden, and your Republican attorney general wouldn't do anything with it. And that's uh, that's ex- that's extremely uh, uh, frustrating. You know, a, a lot of my listeners and, and a lot of people all across this country are very concerned that unless um, laws are changed in the swing states, Arizona, 
Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and possibly even Nevada, um, what's to stop them from stealing it in 2024 just like they did in 2020? Well, that's the best, uh, most pivotal elemental question you can ask. And, and as such, that's why we're trying to get uh, 2022 uh, fair enough to get good candidates elected. For example, we have, um, I'm running in northern Arizona for state senate and, and been endorsed by Donald Trump. We also have our gubernatorial, uh, Donald Trump endorsed candidate, Carrie, K-A-R-I, Carrie Lake, uh, CarrieLake.com is her website and she's a great, uh, friend and a strong candidate leading in the polls. Uh, but what's interesting is her opponent, who's this uh, blue blood, um, gold plated uh, gal who married someone in his 90s, who's a real estate developer in the state, and so his billions are financing her campaign, and she's spending a million a week, a million a week wow. against Carrie Lake to try to take her out. And you say, well, you know, it's a it's a head to head contest. Well. Not really. The whole swamp is behind this woman who is against Carrie Lake, the McCain legacy, if you will. Uh, so you have the current governor, Doug Ducey. You have the former governor, Jan Brewer. You have the uh, state Senate president, Karen Fan. You have former congressman, former gubernatorial opponent, Matt Salmon. And then finally, Mike Pence. All of these people have lined up against Carrie Lake, who is, by the way, leading uh, pretty significantly in the polling. What is this that they're so scared of? They are scared of us, okay? Yeah. They are scared of uh, America firsters. And so we have Wendy, I, Carrie Lake. We have um, uh, Mark Fincham, who is running for Secretary of State. We do not have a lieutenant governor position in Arizona. Uh, so the number two person in the government is the Secretary of State, who, of course, has uh, all the control over elections. And so we have Mark Fincham, who's been endorsed by uh, President Trump. And then we have a- Abe Hamaday, who is endorsed by President Trump for Attorney General. Both Abe, who is a who is a uh, former prosecuting attorney for Maricopa County and an Army officer, an intel officer, he and Kerry have committed completely to getting into the Arizona audit, teasing out all of the facts and evidence pieces, and getting, as you said, to the bottom of 2020 yeah. before we move on to 2022 and, more importantly, 2024. So they have committed, uh, both of them, uh, to doing this. And and then you have, as I said, Blake Masters running for uh, U.S. Senate, who's been endorsed by President Trump. There are three or four other uh, Senate candidates like me. Well, I'm already elected, but uh, uh, putative uh, nominees yeah. who he has endorsed because when she is sworn in as governor, she needs a coalition of America firsters in the Senate uh, to help her get her legislation passed and, uh, and for her to get our legislation passed. She has committed... The minute she lifts her hand from the Bible in January after swearing in to shoring up our wall and uh, activating the National Guard to go down there. Uh, our, our border crisis is out of control, 
and that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I noticed that Carrie Lake's opponent is also endorsed by Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, um, who is a, a rhino, who is a big fan of communist China, who last year vetoed a bill to outlaw puberty blockers and castrating minor children uh, in, the, in the state of Arkansas simply because Walmart wanted him uh, to veto the bill, went on Tucker Carlson's show, lied about it. Tucker Carlson proved he was lying. So, I, I mean, it, it looks like, yeah, between Asa Hutchison and, and Mike Pence and all these people, um, you know, uh, you, you can tell that uh, Carrie Lake – who does not have their endorsements, she's a conservative. She's the person that you need there uh, to be uh, governor in, in Arizona. And our, our prayers are, are, are with you guys because, again, I, I, I don't know. I hope and I pray that these swing states will be able um, to, to shore up what remains so that they won't be able to steal 2024. doesn't matter who the Republican nominee is. Donald Trump, uh, uh, um, Ron DeSantis, whoever, we have to make sure on the state level that we have actually free and fair elections going into 2024, which is going to be here before we know it. Oh, so true. And you can sort of see, as you you said, the seas parking, and uh, the line is clearer than ever. And you have America firsters and then non yeah. and then the swamp. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's palpable. Um, I have had six months in this past, uh, second half of our two year legislative session, which has just been bloody heck for me. Um, you know, they censured me. Uh, they tried to expel me. Uh, they launched ethics complaints against me. I've never even had a traffic ticket in my life. Wow. Okay? Wow. I am the most, uh, pristine background legislator you can imagine. My husband and I have been married 44 years. Um, we both served 20 years in the military. I was one of the first women pilots in the Air Force. We have two very squared away adult children now who have their own children. We have six grandchildren. No one lives in our basement. Everybody is very self-sufficient <laughs> and successful. And this is the situation, by the way, with Carrie Lake as well. That's why she and I really connect on so many levels. You know, she married well. Uh, she's got two squared away kids. She doesn't make excuses. She's not entitlement oriented. You, you just can't make this stuff up. And then yeah. the other thing your listeners need to understand is we had an insurrection in Arizona on uh, June 24th, just a month ago, where after Roe versus Wade occurred, uh, was overturned, uh, there were anti-life uh, protesters that night outside uh, in our in our uh, courtyard, and um, and they amassed to about seven thousand in number, and we were still in session. We, the Arizona Senate, into that evening. It was the last night of our session, as it turned out to be. We were voting on seminal pieces of legislation, a water bill plus a school voucher bill, which we passed by one vote, which make uh, which made us the most school voucher-friendly state in America. And uh, we were called, I'm summarizing real quickly, you can see the compilation of 
short snippets of uh, video on wendyrogers.org, which is my website, Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, dot org. Uh, great website, if I may say. A uh, lot of great content. Amen. Anyway, we have a compilation there of what happened on June 24th. So that night, uh, our Senate security personnel said, get in here, everyone, onto the floor of the Senate chamber. Uh, we have instructions for you. Uh, people are trying to breach the uh, building right now. You need to go down to the basement, and we're going to take the underground tunnel over to the house to evacuate you. This is really serious. And so my phone was blowing up. I was keeping people apprised of what was going on on Twitter, and we all checked each other. We we carry, okay? This is Arizona. Senators and House members can carry uh, their own firearm inside the building if we want. And so uh, that's a historical precedent from years ago. I mean, we're we're the West, you know. Don't mess with us. Absolutely. And, uh, so so anyway, we we all went down to the basement and uh, waited, and then it turned out that uh, security and state police had had quelled the crowd. What really happened? Well, we came back up and finished our business into the wee hours of the morning in another room because the tear gas was so um, noxious to to the senses in the Senate chamber because it came through the ventilation system. So we went to another area and finished our business. Meantime, though, is what is interesting to hear about. Uh, the state police came in to the uh, lobby uh, after our Senate security personnel valiantly had presence of mind to pin the doors before uh, these crazy people could breach the doors, our state police stood there resolutely uh, defiant and not going to allow these people into the building. Um, and then some of the video you'll look at of what happened outside shows that a projectile of uh, tear gas was shot out by the state police from the second floor of the old Capitol building. We have a complex of three buildings that form kind of a upside-down uh, U-shape around a courtyard. And at the top of the U uh, is, is the old Capitol building. Uh, from which they shot out this projectile of of uh, tear gas and quelled the crowd. And so the bottom line is, A, you're not getting into our capital in Arizona. B, we're going to finish the people's business. And uh, C, uh, we carry. So if you come inside, you're going to have a problem with us. And so this this is the narrative. And yet, did you hear about it? Oh, no. No one in the country uh, beyond Arizona really heard much about it because it doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. I, I know the mainstream media ignored it. I saw some stuff on, on Twitter about it because I, I follow people like you and, and Carrie Lake. Um, but I, I guess this takes us back to your attorney general, Bernie, there. Uh, any any prosecutions of these people for for trying to obstruct official proceedings? Uh, no, and uh, there were some uh, piecemeal arrests. Uh, they defaced our monuments. Uh, some of my colleagues did uh, turn out the next day to to wash them and clean them up, thankfully. Uh, but virtually nothing came out of it. But I think at the end of the day, we prevailed uh, because we aren't going to put up with it, and they know. It's the same thing as hardening uh, schools and yeah. so forth. If a bad guy, even as crazy and demented as he might be, if he knows that if he goes in there, he might uh, meet resistance from whomever, that is a deterrent. Right. And so that's what we need to do. 
Amen. Yeah, no, no question about that. And and we need to uh, get rid of uh, Joe Biden's uh, Safe Schools Act that passed almost unanimously thirty years ago, which uh, you know made it federally a federal law that teachers and coaches and uh, administrators and principals and janitors uh, can't carry on campus. The, uh, the the mass shooting started in in the wake of that. But as you said earlier, that's a that's a whole other show. Well, our prayers are with you guys because there's a, there are a lot of things that obviously you need to do that you want to do uh, to protect uh, the, the babies. Now that Roe has been overturned. Uh, to push back against federal overreach with our Second Amendment rights, uh, to finish that wall on, on your southern border. A lot of things that you need to do uh, to, to make sure that the elections are secure. Um, Wendy Rogers, uh, a lot of people listen to Doc Washburn's show all over the country. What can they do to help? Well, thank you, Doc. Uh, follow me on all my platforms, uh, Wendy Rogers AZ for Arizona, Wendy Rogers AZ. I haven't been kicked off of Twitter or Facebook yet, incredibly. Um, and if you want to make a donation, I would ask that you donate to carrylake.com, K-A-R-I lake.com as a personal favor to me, simply because what happens in Arizona, we're, we're the last bulwark of conservatism in this part of the country we've lost california nevada colorado new mexico and so you're right you know florida on one end of the country and arizona on the other we can get our country back but we have to do it state by state state legislatures have never been more important than they are now people say oh wendy you know you you could be serving in uh, the u.s congress this is where i belong this is where I can make the most impact is in the state of Arizona as a vocal uh, uh, sound out uh, to the rest of the country as to, to the uh, importance of state legislatures. We have to take our country back. We will, and we're going to do it one state at a time. So, again, you know, visit WendyRogers.org. Uh, look at what happened on, on uh, June 24th. Um, that That's really um, a linchpin uh, stake in the sand of we're not going to take this from the federal government. So thank you, everyone. Um, God bless America, and I'd love to come on your show again. Uh, Wendy Rogers, thank you. God bless you, too. God bless America. It's wendyrogers.org, and you will be shocked to see what's on the website about the insurrection uh, that where they did try to shut down conservatives trying to stand up for Arizona, stand up uh, for America. WendyRogers.org. Uh, Ms. Rogers, uh, Godspeed. Thank you so much for coming on the program. We appreciate you, and, and we look forward to talking to you on down the road. Thanks, Doc. God bless America. All right. God bless America. God bless you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to come in here to my home studio every day and every once in a while have the opportunity to do a, a, a great interview with somebody like Wendy Rogers. Uh, it is, it is a, a great blessing, and we wouldn't be able to do it without our advertisers. We really, really appreciate our friends, our advertisers who make this possible. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. 
People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Thanks again to our advertisers, our friends, people like Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones and Mitch Ward at Red River Your Way. We appreciate you guys for making it possible for us to do the Doc Washburn Show five days a week. Appreciate that so much. Um, So I've got a tweet out there. I came across a, a thread on Twitter about the whole transgender situation, okay? And 
It's worse than a lot of people thought it was. And again, as I pointed out during my interview with Wendy Rogers, uh, Arkansas, the state that I happened to do the show from, Arkansas has a governor who last year um, vetoed a bill to outlaw puberty blockers, to outlaw castrating children. Governor's name is Aza Hutchinson. And the Arkansas Republican Party should have kicked him out of the party. But they didn't even entertain that idea. What I recently found out, I wish I'd known about this when I was running for Republican nomination for governor, but I didn't realize it, was when Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas, vetoed the bill to outlaw puberty blockers, to outlaw castrating children. Former President Donald J. Trump came out with a statement roundly condemning Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas and saying he looked forward to Sarah Huckabee Sanders becoming governor because she would do so much better job than Asa Hutchinson. And in response, Sarah was silent. Not a word. Not even a thank you, President Trump, for your kind words. She has never criticized Asa Hutchinson, including when he tried to keep castrating children legal. Now, let me, uh, let me share with you what's going on. Uh, and this is, uh, this is a thread on Twitter from a guy who goes by Billboard Chris, but he has these videos of these, quote, doctors, unquote, talking about what they do. Let's start with Kellen Lackhart. What they call a gender specialist at Kaiser Permanente Healthcare Center in Oakland, California, admitting that they have cut off the breasts of a 12-year-old girl for gender purposes, and they've also castrated 16-year-old boys and created fake vaginas for them. This is actually going on. I don't know if it's going on in the state of Arkansas, but what I do know is that Republicans in the state legislature passed a law to outlaw it, and the supposedly Republican governor of Arkansas vetoed the bill Republicans in the state legislature overrode his veto overwhelmingly, but the law has not gone into effect because the Walton Family Foundation, those are the heirs of Mr. Sam Walton, the guy who started Walmart. The Walton Family Foundation sued to keep the law from going into effect. And they were joined by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce. Let me run that by you one more time. What they call the SAFE Act, Save Adolescents from Experimentation, which was a great bill, but uh, 
a bit of a misnomer, actually, because there was a uh, pediatrician with Little Rock Pediatrics who testified under oath when she was asked, is four years old too young to decide, hey, they gave me the wrong gender at birth? And she answered, four years old is not too young to start the counseling process to change gender. All right, got that? So Save Adolescents for Experimentation Act, uh, it was actually Save All Children Under 18 from Experimentation, not just adolescents, all children. So here is uh, Dr. Kellen Lackhart at Kaiser Permanente in Oakland. The audio is about 30 seconds long. Yeah, I think this is going to cover the blockers and, and hormones, but I'll talk about surgical care a little bit. Uh, in terms of masculinizing top surgery, I think 12 is the youngest who's had surgery through our program. Um, and in terms of general reconstructive surgeries, we haven't had anyone under the age of 18 have phalloplasty uh, or joyoplasty, but we have had uh, a few patients uh, starting 15. I don't think surgery actually happened until 16 that have had phalloplasty. Okay, probably very difficult to understand that video, the audio on that video, because he was being surreptitiously videotaped. He didn't know it. That's Kenlon Lackhart, gender specialist at Kaiser Permanente in Oakland, California, admitting they have cut off the breasts of a 12-year-old girl for gender purposes and also admitting they've castrated 16-year-old boys and created fake vaginas for them. Now... I wonder if this guy is even an MD. So what do you do? You go to LinkedIn and you type in his name and you see what you can get. Kellen Lackhart. Oh, I see. So this guy, uh, he, he must have gone under the radar because he realizes that the uh, the video is out there now. Can't find Kevin Lackhart on LinkedIn. Fascinating. His last name is spelled uh, oddly, L-A-K-H-A-R-D-T. Uh, I don't think I've ever come across that last name before. Let's see if we can find him somewhere else. Oh, yep. Kevin Lackhart. Pardon me, my uh, my doctor online. Oh, wait. So he is on LinkedIn? Nope. He was on LinkedIn. You, you do an Internet search, and it gives you a uh, link to a LinkedIn, but uh, no longer there. But he's still on Kaiser Permanente. Uh, psychiatry. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed Professional clinical counselor, I completed a B.A. in psychology and M.A. degree focused in social clinical psychology. I chose social clinical psychology because of the strong relationship between our social environment and our psychological health. 
I believe when we improve our psychological health, we also improve our overall health, our relationships, and our community. He says, I found my passion working as a gender specialist. Out of my deeply personal, professional, and political commitment to improving the health care as- uh, access of the trans community, I feel privileged to be part of a strong team of providers at the multi-specialty transitions department dedicated to offer you the service to improve your well-being. It says, after many years of working in community health, I chose to come to Kaiser because of the integrated care model and the opportunity to be part of increasing the cultural and clinical competency of care providers across disciplines. So he's probably making six figures encouraging the mutilation of children. Just so you know, this is the kind of thing that the current governor of Arkansas vetoed a bill to outlaw. Okay? Next, we have Dr. Joanna Olson Kennedy, pediatrician at Children's Hospital LA, saying how it's no big deal to cut off the breasts of teenage girls. Okay, so that's that's the next audio that we're going to be hearing. Here she is. So, so what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breast at a later point in your life, you can go and get them. Did you hear that? She says adolescents are capable of making these decisions, and if you want breasts at a later point in life, you can go get them. Uh, I don't know how to break this to pediatrician Dr. Joanna Olson-Kennedy, but it's not the same thing. And she knows it's not the same thing. She previously received millions of dollars in grant money from the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, to experiment on eight-year-old girls, giving them testosterone to, quote, switch genders, unquote. Oh, yeah. A few years back, Joanna Olson Kennedy, MD, mad doctor, received millions from the NIH to experiment on children with gender distress. As part of the application for the grant, she lowered the age where girls could receive testosterone from 13 years old down to eight years old. Here's a quote. In addition, the minimum age for the cross-sex hormones cohort inclusion criteria was decreased from 13 to 8 to ensure that a potential participant who could be eligible for cross-sex hormones based on Tanner staging would not be excluded due to age alone. Joanna Olson Kennedy heads up the gender clinic at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. In total, the NIH spent $5.7 million in taxpayer dollars to fund this at several different clinics. They're trying to do sex changes on children in the third grade. And there's a link to the document. This is uh, horrifying. But again, today's Republican Party will not kick out a governor, governor of Arkansas, Aza Hutchinson, for vetoing a bill that would outlaw all this. Uh, Speaking of eight-year-olds, we got audio from a demonstration 
where a little girl identifies as gender fluid. Okay, so that's that's our next one. Here she is. I'm stupid. That is stupid. I became gender fluid when I just became eight. She didn't come up with that on her own. It's child abuse. That's that's one term for it. The other term is Munchausen Munchausen syndrome by proxy. You know? The adult is doing things to influence the abuse of the child, hoping not to get caught. And that used to be the kind of thing that when people found out about it, when the authorities found out about it, the adult would be held criminally responsible. But in our upside-down world, it's uh, it's not like that anymore, is it? No. No, it certainly isn't. Little girl, by the way, is nine years old now. Gets celebrated by the proud pride crowd for insulting folks at the demonstration who are trying to stand up for her rights, which she doesn't even know. As Billboard Chris says, we have to fight for these little ones. What chance does she have with parents like this? It's uh, it's horrifying. It's child abuse, and child abuse is illegal. But in today's world, they won't do anything to stand up to it. You know? Oh, by the way, did I did I tell you why that bill to outlaw puberty blockers, to outlaw castrating children, did I tell you why it hasn't taken effect? The bill has not taken effect as law in the state of Arkansas? Well, it's because... It's tied up in the courts, and it's tied up in the courts because the Waltham Family Foundation and the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce both sued the state of Arkansas. They sued the state of Arkansas to keep it from going into effect. Imagine that. Imagine that. Now, Arkansas State Senator Robin Lundstrom joined Tucker Carlson last night to discuss the radical gender-affirming care for minors pushed by the left. And to even say gender affirmation is a misnomer. It's not affirming anything. The idea that gender and sex can be separated was pioneered by a guy named Dr. John Money, who was a pedophile who did unspeakable things to little boys who then committed suicide. So... The Biden administration is pushing this transgender stuff. And Arkansas State Senator Robin Lundstrom went on Tucker Carlson's show last night, and it went something like this. 
Robin Lundstrom is an Arkansas state representative. She proposed legislation to end the castration and sterilization of children in Arkansas. And yet somehow the Republican governor, Asa Hutchinson, vetoed it, and then the legislature overrode that veto. Long story, shocking story, and we're happy to welcome Robin Lundstrom to the show tonight. Robin Lundstrom, thanks so much for coming on tonight. So why is, this seems very, very obvious. I don't care if they call it gender-affirming care or not. If you're sterilizing kids, you're a monster. So why aren't more Republicans saying that? Well, I think they're about to, Tucker. They're starting that process. Other states are starting to pick up on the SAFE Act, save adolescents from experimentation. And I'm thankful in Arkansas that we had a team. When that vote happened, we had 72 House members that said, wait a second. Kids are more important. Let's use our common sense here. And we had 25 senators that also stepped up. So common sense is still alive out here in the flyover country. And I think we're going to see other states starting to step up as well. I hope there's intense pressure on Republican leaders especially to represent their own voters. I mean, I remember your governor explaining to us that Ronald Reagan would have been for sterilizing children or something equally insane. Do you think there's any support among Republicans in Arkansas for these procedures? Any? I think there's very little support. We have to look at the long-term side effects. These kids are minors. They're children. They have no idea what cardiovascular disease is, cerebral vascular disease, type 2 diabetes, sterilization. And I think other states are also looking at the SAFE Act, and I hope that their people will speak up. The McLaughlin Group did, just did a poll, and 90% of the American population are against transitioning minors. You can't change your sex. It's not possible. We're doing surgery, castration, just like what you said, on minors. You, you can't castrate children. And I don't care what the pretext is. I don't care if they get to serve in the imperial court or whatever you say the upside is. That is totally barbaric, disgusting, and evil. And I appreciate you are saying so out loud. One of the few. Robin Lundstrom, thank you very much. Great job, Senator Lundstrom. Appreciate you. Um. And yet nobody in the Republican Party of Arkansas has said that Governor Asa Hutchinson should be kicked out of the party for supporting this monstrosity of castrating children. Not a word. Not a word. Lieutenant Governor of the state of Arkansas, Tim Griffin, is Republican. He didn't call for the governor to be kicked out of the party. Secretary of State of Arkansas, John Thurston, is Republican. He did not call for the Governor Hutchinson to be kicked out of the party for supporting castrating children. Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, who will now be the lieutenant governor, she did not call for Governor Hutchinson to be kicked out of the Republican Party. By the way, Tim Griffin, lieutenant governor, will be attorney general. They, they, they switched positions because they both wanted to be governor, but when Sarah Huckabee Sanders got in with her millions, uh, they were both decided, oh, okay, well, I'll do this instead. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who says Governor Hutchinson has been doing a good job and would not criticize anything he has done, she certainly has not called for Governor Hutchinson to be kicked out of the Republican Party for a vetoing a bill to outlaw castrating children. No one. Um, of, of all these people, because all but three of the Republicans in the state legislature voted to override Ace's veto, but nobody said, oh, and by the way, he should be kicked out of the party. 
No one. Now, a couple of months before I decided to run for Republican nomination for governor of Arkansas, I uh, was asked to speak at the Pulaski County Republican Party Taco Tuesday meeting in early December. And I said that the governor should be kicked out of the party for vetoing the bill to try to protect children from being castrated. And I got a standing ovation from 75% of the crowd. So the um, the will is there among Republican voters. But uh, recently, the Arkansas Republican Party refused to seat the new Pulaski County Republican Party at their state convention. And we hope to get some folks on to talk about exactly what happened on that. See, the rhinos hate conservatives. They hate you and me. And so it looks like they will break the rules, bend the rules, do whatever they can to keep actual conservatives from representing the Republican Party in the state of Arkansas. I'm sure it goes on in other states too. So we hope to get some guests on the Doc Washburn Show probably sometime in the coming week to talk about exactly what happened. Because you need to know. Um, matter of fact, you know what? Uh, my friend Senator Alan Clark put something on, on Facebook about that. And I'll see if I can, can find that because I, I need to share that with you. Um, how outrageous what they did was. Because, you know, whenever I hear people say, well, you know, we need to teach the uh, the rhinos, the establishment Republicans, a lesson, then maybe they'll get the, maybe they'll learn, they'll get the point. No, 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 no. They know. Okay? They know. They're beyond being taught a lesson. They know what the deal is. They're impervious to being taught a lesson. They are intent on keeping their power. They are intent on continuing to try to manage the decline of America and of their state, and they'll do whatever they can to try to keep power. So the thing to do there is you just have to beat them. You just have to beat them. Okay, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll share with you what uh, Arkansas State Senator Alan Clark said about the uh, miscarriage of justice at the recent Arkansas Republican State Convention, which was uh, last Saturday, July twenty third. I will share that with you coming up. By the way, uh, one of my uh, commenters listening to the live stream said, 
So I'm the girliest girl I know, but I guess I would have been a boy if my parents had decided that's what I wanted when I mixed up the terms female and male when I was like four or five years old. Thank God that wasn't an option at the time. Once again, also, we thank our friends and our advertisers for making it possible for us to keep doing what we do here on the Doc Washburn Show. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. Do you have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever? Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thank you again to my friends and doctors, Drs. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree, Arkansas Upper Cervical Center. Uh, They are my doctors and my wife's doctors. And, um, you know, they still hear from people on a regular basis who may or may not know that I do a daily podcast, but they remember when I used to advertise for them on the radio. And I've been off the radio now uh, nine and a half months. Isn't that remarkable? So, a couple of things. Uh, Please do tell your friends about the Doc Washburn Show live stream slash podcast. Just go to docwashburn.com. And also, uh, pray for us because we're trying to figure out how to get me back on the radio. That's something I would really like to do. I miss being on the radio. So, let me share with you. Uh, before we go any further, what my friend, State Senator Alan Clark, said last Saturday. He said a terrible thing happened at the Republican State Convention today. Many of those who were on the wrong side of this issue were friends and well-intentioned. Others were not so well-intentioned. He said, we voted 303 to 295 not to seat the Pulaski County delegates. Ostensibly, that was because rules were broken 
in their county convention. Many voted based on that reasoning. There is no doubt, however, that an election was held with an agreed-on ballot and a fair vote. Our decision would mean that any mistake, including intentional, in the county convention would disallow all county delegates from being seated in a state convention no matter how innocent the delegates were or how well any irregularities had been corrected. That makes little sense. Innocent delegates can't serve even after irregularities are corrected. But that's not the real problem. The problem is the wrong people were elected. Trump has brought a lot of new people to the Republican Party that are impatient with the rate of change. The status quo feels downright under siege in some locales. Sorry. This is politics, and that's how it works. The majority, even if it consists mostly of new people, gets to run things. The Republican Party rebuffs these enthusiastic new members at our own peril, extreme peril. He said, today's vote was a terrible thing and a terrible signal, regardless of the innocence of some of my friends. We have to quit shooting ourselves in the foot. We better embrace enthusiastic new conservatives, and we better send a clear signal that we do. One of the people, one of the people we refused to seat was Colonel Iverson Jackson, chair of the African-American Coalition and a member of our platform committee. Shaking my head. He said the group we excluded also included Steve Finnegan, military veteran and radio backup for both Doc Washburn and Brad Schmidt on KARN, and conservative Jewish law professor Rob Steinbuck and CDR Pamela Boyd Shields, retired, retired commander, President Pulaski, Pulaski County Republican Women, and a commissioner with the Arkansas Democrat, pardon me, with the Arkansas Department of Veteran Affairs. Oh, my. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, I guess same old story. Bad guys win again. Bad guys win again. So we hope to um, we hope to have some folks on soon to explain what happened. Uh, Law Professor Robert Steinbuck responded, "I'm embarrassed for those that stole the vote of the duly elected Pulaski County delegates." Pamela Boyd Shields retired commander and the director of the Pulaski County Republican Women's Club. And in the interest of full disclosure, I'm friends with both Ms. Shields and uh, Professor Steinbuck. She said, what I was upset about was not even the Republican Party of Arkansas stood up and said they were there on June 30th. She said, John L. is a member, I'm told, of our committee. True or not, she was there. The committee chair was there. And the second district person was there. The one who basically changed everything so we would be legal was a district person. Now, with these three people there, how do we end up not being seated as delegates? The the things told you as as I the things told you at the convention 
were partial truths. Who knows the Catholic sin of omission? She said, they think they won the war. This was a battle and a small one at that. We will not give up. Wow. So this is um, this is very troubling. Mark Lowry, a member of the state legislature who just got the Republican nomination for state treasurer, said, Alan Clark, you're absolutely right. And this happens ever so often with the Pulaski County Committee whether it was not being welcoming to Pat Robertson supporters in 1988 or Ron Paul supporters in 2008 and 2012. Well, you know, the distinction I would make here is that the conservatives took over the Pulaski County Committee, but the state organization said, yeah, we're not going to seat you. My friend Beth Sandland, she and her husband Randy are in charge of the Ozark Patriots up in – Mountain Home area, she said to Alan Clark, Thank you for speaking up. Many of us have gotten involved in politics as a result of watching our country rapidly deteriorating over the course of the last two years to be rebuffed by our own party, to be treated as deplorables by our own, has not only left a bitter taste but strengthened our resolve. We're not going away, and we're bringing our friends, our angry, frustrated, highly motivated friends, and there are millions of us. My friend Courtney rolled in out of Lono County, Moms for Liberty in Lono County, said, Beth Sandland, you're absolutely right. The dirtier they play, the more motivated we are. Wow. Um, Paul Cawthorn said of all the Baxter County delegates, I only saw four individuals who voted to keep Pulaski County from being represented. Those four individuals over this last winter also blocked and stalled, blocked and stalled out our local Republicans from joining the Baxter County Republican Committee. Those four people were Benny Speaks, Nelda Speaks, Dave Witherington, and Carol Witherington, as far as I know. All the rest of the Baxter County delegates voted in support of the Pulaski County delegates. Donna Eggers, running for JP, District 5, up in uh, Jonesboro. I became friends with, with her and her husband, Barry, when I was running for governor. She said, my husband, Barry Eggers, and I were there. We're shocked at the party for treating the Pulaski County delegates the way they were treated. I find it very sad that the party was so ugly to Pulaski Republicans. I thought we Republicans did not eat our own. We're all on the same team, and this shows such division. Well, I think what it shows is that we're not all on the same team. I think it shows that we're not on the same team. Wow. Yeah, this is, uh, 
This is messed up. Yeah, we go back to the late, great Rush Limbaugh, the Maharishi, who excoriated establishment Republicans as being people who were perfectly fine with being the permanent minority party. The establishment Republicans who would much rather lose to a Democrat than win with actual conservatives. You know? That goes way back. Rush used to talk about a guy named Bob Michael. Remember that? Bob Michael? He was the permanent minority leader for the uh, Republicans and the U.S. House of Representatives, 1981-1995, until he was succeeded by Newt Gingrich. And he was happy to just get his head handed to him and then go play golf with the Democrats all those years. And took a guy like Newt Gingrich, 1994, contract with America when Bob Michael was retiring to um, turn things around and take the House for Republicans for the first time in many, many years. The Arkansas establishment Republicans and the Republican establishment of the U.S. have inherited the mantle of Bob Michael. Governor Asa Hutchinson, who gives every indication he's running for president, inherited the mantle of Bob Michael. He'd rather lose with the establishment than see someone who actually has conservative policies like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis win. Absolutely. I know some of you are going to have a problem with this, but I'll say the same thing about Tom Cotton who did not lift a finger when the election was stolen from Donald Trump and you and me back in uh, November, December 2020 and January 2021. Rather lose with the establishment than win with conservatives. Yeah, I uh, I don't have a problem saying that. All right, um, I guess it's that time again. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. Today, our tweet of the day is from Benny Johnson over at Newsmax. And he's got a five-minute video on Twitter. U.S. Representative Matt Gates out of Pensacola, Florida, breaks Assistant Attorney General in 4D chess interrogation, making him accidentally admit an ongoing investigation into the Biden crime family live on camera. 
earlier today, Friday, July 29th, 2022. It went something like this. Is Hunter Biden a national security threat? That's not a question that would come up before me, uh, Congressman. You're the head of the National Security Division, so it seems sort of on the nose. It's not in my practice or experience to identify individuals and and to label any individual, an American citizen or any individual, as a national security threat. Well, you would certainly concede that if the adult offspring of the President of the United States or the Vice President were compromised, that would be a national security threat, right? We speak through our filings in court, uh, and we speak through our actions in in, in, in open court. Um, so I would, okay, well, how, I would speak to this. Where's the laptop position? Do you know where Hunter Biden's laptop is? I, again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing you know investigation as I sit do here. Do you know where it is? I'm not going to talk about. Whoa! I'm not going to talk about any potential ongoing investigation in less than a minute. He gets him to say those words, but wait, there's more. About any ongoing you, you, you come here and you tell us you follow here. the facts in the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts in the law and we speak in open court about our yeah, cases. But you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Are you familiar with that? I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. I is that an ongoing, I can assure is that you that an ongoing investigation? I can, I'm not, going to, Patrick I'm not going to speak about any potential ongoing investigation. Don't you investigation. see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposefully rat-holing this information, and then you come here and say you won't talk about it? First he says potential ongoing investigation, and then he says ongoing investigation without the word potential. I just wanted to throw that in. Because I get paid to parse words. I get paid to notice the differences. Okay? More with Matt Gates eviscerating the U.S. Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division, Matthew G. Olson. I mean, you know, inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with a Chinese energy company, Washington Post, Matt Vizier. Chinese elite paid $31 million to Hunter and the Bidens, Peter Schweitzer in the New York Post. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden the big guy in panic messages. Do you guys call Joe Biden the big guy at the Department of Justice? So I think it's important to understand why we don't speak about cases outside of the court. By the way, the, we, we you, I already know may, why. Sir, if I may you answer know, the you question. Know, you know why you don't speak about it? Because it's about Hunter Biden. You guys have no problem leaking about other stuff, right? Like you got no problem going out and tagging parents at school board meetings as a national security threat. But when all of the facts and all of the law are before you regarding the corruption of Hunter Biden, you don't want to speak to that at all. And it's precisely why you've got folks that are talking to Senator Grassley about it. Bohai Harvest. So 10 days after Vice President Biden takes Hunter Biden to China, 10 days after this long toiling venture of Hunter Biden that can't get off the ground, 10 days after they go, he automatically gets approved. So uh, for a deal in China with Bohai Harvest, like, have you guys looked into that? I'm not going to talk about any uh, ongoing investigation. Well, you know who else is talking? Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky told the world that Joe Biden was cut in on a CCP energy deal that was orchestrated by Hunter Biden. Like, have you guys talked to Tony Bobolinsky? Again, we don't talk about ongoing investigations uh, in settings such as this. So, so, so Joe Biden 
Well, okay. We, 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 how about this? Will you commit to a classified briefing on these matters? I'd certainly be happy to talk to you or any member of the committee about uh, matters of national security. Okay, well, but is I don't this talk a matter about, of national I do not talk, We do not talk outside of courtrooms about ongoing investigations. Well, is there an ongoing investigation of the annual fund dinner that happened where Joe Biden was vice president of the United States and Hunter Biden holds his fund's annual dinner at the Chinese embassy? And the, But in order to do that, in order to get the Chinese embassy to roll out the red carpet for Hunter Biden and and to raise money for his fund, he had to go to the embassy 30 minutes before and have a one-on-one meeting with the Chinese ambassador. Do you think it's possible that that meeting might have jeopardized national security? I'm not going to comment about any potential uh, or ongoing investigation. Well, here's the thing. It's pretty easy to see that Hunter Biden is compromised. I think every American knows that's a threat to national security. I think we're watching a crime spree in progress that Hunter Biden is orchestrating. And one has to wonder, like, what are the Chinese getting for the tens of millions of dollars that they're cutting the Biden family in on? What is the Chinese Communist Party getting as a result of cutting in 10% for the big guy? And it just I just happened to notice that, like, you guys canceled the China initiative that President Trump put in place where you focus talent on those things. You know, Jim Biden said to uh, Tony Bobulinski that the reason they're able to get away with this corruption is plausible deniability. And that is precisely the plausible deniability that you are, that you are animating and exemplifying today. And you know what? Winter's coming. We're going to be in the majority. And then you're going to have to answer these questions for the country. There it is. That's our tweet of the day from Betty Johnson. Betty Johnson over at uh, Newsmax. U.S. Congressman Matt Gates eviscerating U.S. Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division, Matthew G. Olson. So if you like what we do here, when you're ready to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, if you like what we do here, Uh, Think about the folks who make it possible. People like Mitch Ward and RedRiverYourWay.com. All right, that having been said, you've been listening to episode 206 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Friday, July 29th, 2022.